This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Hubble, spelt H-U-B-B-L. It fuses streaming and free-to-air TV into a single experience, which means you don't have to go in and out of apps to discover content you'll love. Hubble, it's TV and streaming made easy. Good morning, I'm Alice Dempster. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Friday the 27th of October. In your Squiz today... A mass shooting in the US state of Maine. Bruce Lerman's named in a new case. The Matildas do us proud. And an Aussie take on gravy. This is your Squiz today. At least 18 people are dead and 15 people are injured after two mass shootings at a bowling alley and restaurant in the American city of Lewiston, Maine. Claire, the US Gun Violence Archive says it marks the 565th mass shooting in the States this year, and it's also the biggest mass casualty event since the Uvalde school shooting back in 2022. Yeah, that's a record that no one there would have wanted to have achieved. The authorities still have the residents of Lewiston and the neighbouring towns in lockdown. They're still searching for the alleged shooter. They've named him as 40-year-old Robert Card, reports say that he's an army reservist and also a firearms instructor. He's got years of shooting experience, they say. And the state law enforcement officials are investigating his mental health history right now. Uh, They say that he had been hospitalised for a short time this year. He had spoken about hearing voices and that he had wanted to hurt his fellow soldiers. Yeah, and there's plenty of photos of Card floating around online. Police have released CCTV images of him as they try to find him. And the photos show Card walking into the bowling alley with what experts say looks like a semi-automatic rifle. Claire, this has really shocked residents. Maine isn't known for violent crime. No, it's really not. Maine is a rural state in America's northeast. It has a strong hunting culture, so it's got among the highest rates of gun ownership in the nation. But when it comes to violent crime, its rates are some of the lowest in the United States. And overnight, Maine Governor Janet Mills has said that the city of 36,000 people didn't deserve this terrible assault on its citizens its peace of mind and its sense of security. And closer to home, another manhunt is happening in Sydney. Police are searching for Paul Tyson, a sports assistant at St Andrews Cathedral School. He's suspected of killing the school's water polo coach, 21-year-old Lily James. She was found dead on the school grounds late on Wednesday. Police say the pair had been in a short relationship that ended a few days ago. Claire, the former Liberal Party staffer Bruce Lerman has been identified as the high-profile man charged with the alleged rape of a woman in Toowoomba in 2021. Yeah, this is a case that has been talked about for quite some time. But as you say, Alice, it's been a high-profile man who's been referred to. No one had been named until yesterday. Uh, That assault allegedly occurred weeks after he first fronted a Canberra court over the unrelated allegations that he assaulted his former colleague, Brittany Higgins, in Parliament House in 2019. That's an accusation that Lerman has always denied. Uh, In this Queensland case, he's made five bids to keep his identity under wraps, but he was unsuccessful yesterday and Queensland Supreme Court said that it was okay for him to be named. 
Yeah, and his lawyers say that he plans to defend those charges. A growing number of world leaders have cautioned Israel against a full ground invasion of Gaza as the threat of a broader war intensifies. But Israeli President Benjamin Netanyahu insists that his country is preparing around the clock to defeat Hamas. Yeah, and the latest update on that is that Israel has sent tanks into Gaza to carry out a targeted raid. They say that that lasted just a few hours and its purpose was to eliminate terrorists. But there are people in the region working very hard to try and keep Israel within its borders. The French President Emmanuel Macron is in Cairo. He's trying to diffuse this threat of a broader regional conflict. Also, the White House is continuing to press Israel to delay any full invasion. That's because America says that it needs to bolster security at its military bases and embassies in the Middle East. They're coming under attack of late. And as for how it affects Aussie diplomats, they're also worried up to 15,000 Australians in Lebanon are ignoring their advice to leave. The worry is they could get caught if a wider war does break out. A message now from our podcast partner, Hubble. You know what it's like. Your friend recommends a great film or TV show and you're excited to check it out, but suddenly realise you can't remember what she said it was. That's where Hubble, spelt H-U-B-B-L, comes in. It brings your streaming apps and free-to-air TV together into a single experience. You can easily search for your favourite content and keep track of what you want to continue watching. You can also watch free-to-air TV with or without an aerial using the integrated TV guide so you always know what's on and where. It's TV and streaming made easy. Go to hubble.com.au to find out more. Claire, the Matildas returned to the pitch in Perth last night. It was the first time they've played since the World Cup and it's part of their campaign for a spot in the 2024 Paris Olympics. And it's off to a good start for them. They beat Iran 2-0. Yeah, they did, which was really exciting. They were playing (laughs) in front of a capacity crowd there in Perth, so good to have a win. Our captain, Sam Kerr, was at home. That's her home city. So she really had the crowd on their feet. She scored one of those goals, Ellie Carpenter scored the other. Um, Like you say, it's a qualifying match. The Matildas have this sort of round of games that they're playing. The next one is against the Philippines on Sunday and then it's Chinese Taipei, which is Taiwan. Uh, They're playing on Wednesday next week. They came fourth in the Tokyo Olympics. So fingers crossed they qualify and then go on to do good things in Paris next year. (laughs) Yeah, fingers crossed. And there's plenty of other sport on this weekend if you are that way inclined. The Men's Rugby World Cup final is between South Africa and the All Blacks. That's happening on Sunday morning. Our Aussie cricketers will also take on the Kiwis in the Men's World Cup tomorrow. And netball is also on. The Diamonds are playing in round two of the South Africa series on Sunday after winning their first game. That's a lot of sport for the weekend. You're all (laughs) sorted. The Australian Financial Review's latest Young Rich list is out and there's quite a few lucky people on there who probably don't have to worry too much about the current cost of living crisis, Claire. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure (laughs) luck is part of it. I'm sure plenty of them have worked very hard as well. Uh, Look, coming up at number one on that list is Cliff Obrick and Melanie Perkins. They, of course, are two of the founders of Canva. It's a graphic design platform. We use it quite a bit at the Squiz. It's a really good product. Um, They've got a tidy 13 
$15 billion between them, according to this list. Uh, there's quite a few other tech types who have also made the list. Number three is Ed Craven. Uh, he's got a $3.1 billion crypto accepting casino. Uh Aside from tech, burritos get a look in, as they probably should. <laughs> Zambrero founder Sam Prince comes in at number four. Uh, they say that he is worth $1.5 billion. And one of the new faces on the list is the founder of fashion company Baby Boo, Argelica Konditsis. She's at number 80. She says she got her start when she glued diamantes onto her old shoes and she got so many compliments that she started selling them and then clothes. Now she's turned her out there aesthetic, as she calls it, into a $60 million brand, which isn't bad at all, Claire. Yeah, good for her. Friday Lights, what have you got for us today? Look, it was Vegemite's 100th anniversary this week. That got quite a run. We talked about it as well because it is just such an iconic company. Uh, and when it comes to gravy, that's kind of where my mind went to. Maybe that's just on a <laughs> journey through to a roast meal for the weekend. I don't know. But Vegemite, of course, in gravy is one of those things that you really should try. There's some really good recipes around, uh, but there's one that I particularly like. And Alice, the link will be in the episode notes. Yeah, I'll pop that in there today. And squeeze the day. Is there anything to note coming up today? Look, Kate and I are back with the weekly wrap tomorrow. You can find that in this show if you log in tomorrow morning. Uh, we will take you through a massive week of news. There's lots to regroup on there. Also, a couple of really good news recommendations, a couple of things to watch that came up through the week that will really get you sorted when it comes to getting across the big issues. Have a great Friday and weekend, and we'll be back with you on Monday. Hi there, it's Bryce from Squiz Kids, the daily news podcast for small people. March is Women's History Month and we're celebrating over on our socials. Every weekday this month, we're throwing the spotlight on a different iconic woman from Australia's rich history. Follow us on Instagram via the handle at Squiz Kids to learn the backstories of some incredible Aussie women and together honour their legacies. <laughs> 